Freddy, what did I do? Welcome to the What Did I Do podcast, where I talk about things that I have done and things that I will do. And today is a beautiful Saturday morning. It was a little bit cloudy. I woke up a little bit late, but that gave me the opportunity to go for a bike ride. Yes, I have stuck with it and it's going good. Um, I wish I was better at it. And, and I'm noticing my bike is probably a beginner bike. So I am kind of getting the itch of perhaps investing in a newer bike. But for the time being, I'm comfortable where I'm at. Um, it's, it's been pleasant and I, I'm working out. So it's all good. I don't mind it. I'm going to keep it for a while. And it's, you know, bike riding has been um, a stress relief for me. Because I will say at work, it's, it has been a little bit tough. I finally took a couple of days off. I took a Friday and a Monday to make it a long weekend. And I, I'm hoping that I, I'll go back a little bit more refreshed and ready to, to just tackle on, on the stuff that happens at work. And, and it's part of, it's part of the job. And I'm always, <laughs> I'm always appreciative of the work, even when it gets very stressful. I always think about when I used to work in the field as a migrant farm worker, I absolutely hated working in the fields. <laughs> so when I get, when it, when stress from work gets a little too much, I remind myself about how much I hated working in the fields in the hot sun and eating um, just cold food. So I can't take for granted what I have now. I have to be more appreciative. But it does get crazy because it gets a little hectic sometimes and it, and it weighs on me. But work is work. Um, there are good times and there are bad times. And I think this is just uh, one of those stressful times. I think in a month or so, it'll be uh, much better once, once what I'm working on passes. And, and I'm looking forward to, to moving on. And, and I'm also appreciative appreciative of, of work because I mean I get a paycheck right it's not it's I'm not doing it for free so I have to I have to appreciate that and I'm so close to to also another thing I'm working on it is being debt free so I'm close to being debt free I'm, I'm I would say maybe a couple months from now so I'm excited for that but the journey to get there has been stressful to say the least also. So that's also adding to, to my stress levels. Sometimes I wish I could just fast forward two months because I think in a couple of months I'll be out. But I, I wish the, the waiting for it, I'm not a very patient man. And, and something that I need to work on is on my patience. But in, in getting out of debt and being debt free, I have been using a lot of my resources to tackle on to to tackle my debt and i'm getting close and when i'm using a lot of my resources to tackle that it 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 
puts me in a position where I need to sacrifice something. So I can't go places that I'd want to go. I can't buy a lot of things that I'd want to buy. I have to sacrifice for the bigger picture. Because I know that when I get there, more opportunities are going to open up. And I'm going to be able to do stuff that I want to do that I couldn't before because of my debt. And it, if I think about it, it's amazing that I had a bunch of credit cards, a lot of loans. And I, for a while, I couldn't see myself free from it. And slowly what I did is one at a time, I tackled on, I took on one credit card. And if you, you guys are familiar with uh, Dave Ramsey, you might want to give him a Google. Um, Dave Ramsey has a course called Financial Peace. I took that course back in the day. I think I've said that before, but I kind of took that approach. It's called the debt snowball where you pay off the smallest thing you owe and then apply that to your next biggest item that you owe on so i've been loosely following that uh, advice and it's worked out for me I, I i haven't followed it perfectly but you know i've had to make adjustments but it has been working really well and it's hard to believe that in just a couple months debt free so many things i could do after that whatever i want to do and, I, and now it's it's also helping me to focus on any ideas that I have that I have been concocting in the background that I've been writing about that I've been contemplating, I know a lot of opportunities are going to open up and that's exciting to me. But again, the grind doing it absolutely sucks. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Why lie? It's, it's, it's been tough. The sacrificing. And if I really think about it, it's been for, this is not a one day to the next or even a one month to the next or a one year to the next. This has been years in the making and I can't blame anybody. I'm the one who, who decided to get these credit cards or to apply for these loans. And at the time it just, I guess I wasn't uh, either in the right frame of mind because when I think about it, I thought, I think to myself, why in the world would I ever get that loan? <laughs> but, but that's fine. It's a learning experience and I'm getting out of it. And this is going to be a couple months. It sucks. You know, the sacrificing part sucks. But if you don't sacrifice, if I don't sacrifice, then I'm, I feel like I'm not going to get out of it. So I'm working on it. It'll be, it'll be good. And I'm happy about that. But I'm trying to keep the stress levels down. I don't, I don't try to, to dwell on it, on the things that I can't have right now, or even the work issues that are happening. And I have to be grateful for, for things that I have and things that I'm, that I'm doing. Um, one of the things I do to relieve my stress is I listen to, as you might remember me saying, I listen to a lot of podcasts, especially comedians. I'm so drawn to, to comedians because a lot of times comedians have backstories and not, not all comedians, but a lot of them have backstories of, of living a hard life or maybe even traumas that happened in their childhood or just the way they were brought up and the experiences they've, that they've had through life. It gives me 
a sense of, of being able to relate to them. And, and despite them having gone through these hard times, difficult things, they've risen above it and, they're, and they make fun of it. They make light of it. You know, they expose it and, and have fun with it. Now, that's not to say that there are comedians who haven't um, gone too far. Uh, you know, there are several comedians that went too far where they were, I guess, keeping the feelings in or, or sometimes they came back with a vengeance and they may they passed away. You know, a couple of comedians that have committed suicide and or have been in accidents or passed away for whatever reason. But I enjoy the 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 stories that they have because a lot of the comedians that I listen to have had rough up, upbringings, but but they're they make light of it and they they're 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 expressing themselves. And some of the stories can be a little harsh, but they 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 change them up so that we could be entertained. And and you can they embellish them too, right? I mean they're actors, entertainers. So, but that's part of being a comedian. Um, and I know that I, I keep in mind that a lot of the stuff is embellished, but they're storytellers. And I appreciate that. That's why I can listen to a podcast, just audio. I don't need video. I can just listen to it while I'm at work or if I'm driving or if I'm whatever, running, working out, cycling, doesn't matter. I like to listen to the to these comedians. I really enjoy them. I, I planned a trip for next month in June. I'm going to go to San Antonio. I'm going to go see Mark Norman. He's one of the comedians that has kind of caught my attention. Very funny guy. I've see, I I follow him uh on social media and I see um I listen to his podcast, but I think it's going to be good for me to see him in person. I've already made all the um the reservations and I got the tickets and and everything. So, I'm looking forward to that. I'd like to see uh, in person. I probably I'd like to see maybe Bobby Lee or Annie Letterman also. She's funny. She's the comedian. She kind of looks like uh, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> she's uh, she's very very funny. And and there's other ones. I even I've gone so deep with comedians that I I'm starting to look in like to the older ones. I mean I've always liked Rodney Dangerfield. His one liners are just hilarious, hilarious. And, and I've also checked out like Sam Kinison. You know, his life is interesting. He grew up um, as a, I think, I might get this wrong, but I think he was a Christian, evangelical maybe, and and he was a preacher. And he he ended up uh, leaving his family and just to become a comedian. And there's a very tragic end to his life where he, he died in an accident, but... If you listen to his story, the way he passed away, a friend of him, a friend of his was um, was following him in a van and he was driving either a, a tra- I think it was a Trans Am. And there was an oncoming vehicle that veered into his lane and, they, and then he crashed into him. And I think he got ejected from the vehicle and, the, and his friend who was following him went up to, to Sam and, and, and 
and held them in his laps as he was injured and they were waiting, I guess, for the emergency vehicles. But but that Sam Kinison had like a a vision as he was passing away. If I if I get the story right, he was saying something like, no, no, I, I don't want to go or I'm not ready. He said that, I believe, maybe a couple of times. But then at the end, just before he passed away, that he his last words were like, okay, okay. And then he passed away. It's a very sad story. And there's another backstory that if you look into it, you'll find out about him and his friend and uh, a child that was born that was his. Um, so that's one of the tragic ones, right? But Sam Kinison was hilarious. If you've ever seen the 80s movie Back to School, he comes in there. <laughs> uh, his specials are, he's a very loud guy. Um, but so that I think that's why I'm drawn to comedians. It's Their stories are... Some of them are tragic. Some of are just some are just regular stories that not much tragedy, but still they're they're funny. So that's one of the things that keeps me entertained, especially during these times. You know, if I I like many people probably I live a lot inside of my head and I have ideas and I have thoughts of what maybe I could do. Um, I don't know that I could ever be a comedian, but. Um, I have other ideas like, you know, I'm, I'm, I keep up with my writing and um, that, that's what has kept me just kind of entertained and things are opening up now more and more. So that's another thing to look forward to. And um, I want to be able to, to visit more closely with my family because I, I have missed them. Um, tomorrow, is, tomorrow is Mother's Day. So... I'm going to have a chance to to go see some of my family members and my mom. I'm looking forward to that too. So it's going to be exciting to see more and more people as as things start opening up and then the vaccine is out there and people are being more careful, I think. So I like I I look forward to that. I'm still keeping up with the with the Bible in a Year podcast and activities with the Knights of Columbus. So this is my Catholic moment. And there was, I was doing, I think I was doing too many things at once related to my faith that I, I'm going to be honest, I was feeling a little burned out, (laughs) like too much information or, or, or just doing too many things at once. And although I will say some of the groups have, we have finished and that kind of took the edge off and I don't, I'm not doing too many things that, that are, that are going to be stressing me out. I'm still keeping up with the Bible in a year podcast, like I said, um, and things with the nights and, and. One of the, I, th- I guess one of the things that was kind of hindering me was joining too many groups and doing too many things. And it was just kind of burning me out. I probably got to the point where maybe I was not enjoying or receiving the information as I should have been. But definitely taking just 
a little step back, not dropping it completely because I don't think I ever will drop it completely, but t toning it down a little bit. It was uh, it was a lot to take in, but I'm pacing myself. Just just the same with work. It's it's so everything that I'm doing and all the activities and everything that's in my head. If I let it, it'll stress me out so much and I'll feel like a burnout. So it's tough to manage. I mean, think about it. Family, finances, work, faith. It's a lot. But I think, you know, I'm, thank God I, I have things to do and I have people that love me and I have my groups. I think I would be living a sadder life if I didn't have all those things to do. If I was just by myself, being alone is tough. I remember my dad used to say that and I didn't understand it at the time. I thought, I thought, hey, being alone, what better freedom, right? Isn't it better to be alone and just be free? To an extent, yeah, but in another sense, you know, being alone is tough, is, is tough. And I think if I focus on, if I really think about people who are alone, like the elderly, it makes me feel sad for them. And now I understand what my dad was trying to say. You know, this last year's summer was was pretty rough, as, as y'all know. For a good while, I was by myself and the pandemic was horrible on everybody. So tough. So I guess I can't complain too much about doing too many things. I just have to manage it like everybody else. And, and I think I'll be all right. So good things are coming up. And I'm looking forward to them. I think that's all I got for now. So till next time, this is Freddie on What Did I Do? Yeah.